Hello and welcome. My name is Alex MacPhail and this is High Performance Teams. I'm a former aerobatics display pilot from the South African Air Force and I love talking about high performance teams, what makes them work and what we can all learn from them. In the show, we talk to race pilots, professional sportsmen and women, entrepreneurs, comedians, performing artists and more. Please enjoy and remember to subscribe. You know, that's my message is you don't have to be famous. You don't have to be a legend to leave a legacy. You can be a normal person that's just touching the lives of your children and shaping them and helping them change their little piece of the world. I found learning at school very, very boring because it wasn't something that interested me. But when I started learning about the body and how the body functions and how to rehab it, then, then I loved it. Um, I didn't like, enjoy writing exams, I can tell you that much, um, but I loved doing my own research and learning. And to this day, I still, um, people come to me to consult just to ask questions. I'd love to keep in the game just because that is still a passion of mine. Yeah, ever since I was three years old, this is what I wanted to do. And uh, <laughs> I have a very relentless personality. So like, if I want something, I'm not gonna take no as an answer. So. Uh, I mean, ever since three, like I knew this is what I wanted to do and I just refused to, to fail at it and refused to, you know, not be successful at it. So I get up every morning, I'm totally focused on this, totally focused on my craft. I work at it every single day. I practice every single day. Uh, I try to get better every single day. Um, so this is something that I take very seriously and, you know, it's not a game to me. It's, uh, it's my passion. and. Yep. If I can't do it at the highest level possible, then that's the day that I won't be doing it anymore. So, uh, you know, it's just as long as I can be at the top of my game, that's where I want to be. And the day that I, I'm not at the top anymore, then uh, it's probably the day that, that I'll be done flying air shows. As a child, uh, I wanted first to be a firefighter and then I wanted to drive a truck. And then okay. one day I saw I saw an airplane on top of my head. I looked up and I never looked down. I decided that at that very moment that in my life I would fly. I was not really sure um, I would have had the possibility to, to become an astronaut, but uh, for sure I wanted to become a pilot. This is, uh, this is the idea. So I just followed this, this inclination, which basically became my passion. And you've got to opt into trying to do the best you can do at the same time as the people around you. So you're constantly aware of your own effort and the collective effort. If you're not in time with others, it's no, it's, it, your effort is wasted. And that lovely balance of being in a team where you're constantly balancing individual effort, collective effort, and you're just opting in, you're just doing the best you can. And if you mess a stroke up, you just try and make the next one better because you've got to keep going because the person behind you is going to come up and, you know, will kind of hit you in the back with their oar if you stop. And that was such a lovely introduction to a real team experience. I knew that, I mean, what I wanted and where I wanted to go. And I knew at that time that there's no way I'm not flying a helicopter again and, and I wasn't going to let this injury uh, dictate how I live my life. I was going to find a way to live my life as, as close as possible to what I had before. You know, I always tell my team that I refuse to let anybody work harder than me. They might beat us, but they're not going to work harder than us. So, okay. you know, we're going to get up every morning and we're going to outwork everybody. And I think that that mindset is what got us here and that's what's going to continue to make us successful in the future. And so we completed the checklist, we were heading out, we were in cloud 
And once we completed the checklist, um, we did the after takeoff checklist. And then Trevor said, okay, um, let's just assess how we are. Is the flight pattern under control? Are we heading the right way? Are we heading towards terrain? Mm-hmm. Um, are, we, are we where we want to be in the sky? And um, that's when he said to me, he said, Dan, you're not trimming this aircraft properly. <laughs> and this was like shadows of the sim because in the sim with, um, with my trainings before I'd, I'd gone online, during one of the engine failure things, I had not trimmed the aircraft properly. The 737-200 had a big round, um, like old rotary telephone dial. Yeah, I you remember. Screw yeah. with your hand and you get cramps in your wrists and all sorts of stuff. And I'd, I'd been lazy with that thing. And uh, so Trevor said to me, you're not trimming. So I immediately thought I wasn't trimming. And it came, came about afterwards that I worked, that I worked, I thought I was trimming correctly. And Trevor said, let me just take it for 10 seconds and, and see how, what the aircraft's doing. And he took the aircraft and he felt it and he played with the trim and he gave it back and he said, I don't know what this thing's doing. Oh, shit. He said, you just do what you're doing and keep doing that. <laughs> just keep doing and that. Was literally, that was literally what happened. Maybe it is like that, but I, I'm happy that I always refuse to believe in talent because this forced me to improve myself. Every time I had, a, I had somebody telling me you're not good enough, you know, at the beginning they were telling me you're, you don't have enough money to do aerobatics. And then, okay, I solved that problem, finding a way to, to pay back in not in money, but in different ways like teaching or whatever. And then they told me you're not good enough. So then I said, okay, then I will have to take more years to train. And then they told me, whatever, you know, you're not, uh, you're not young enough. So all these are, are, are moments that you, you might decide, you are might thinking that it's, it's not for you, you know, you're not made for that. But that was exactly the opposite I was believing. And every time I got the door closed, I was even more committed and even more uh, motivated to prove the opposite. So every time there is something that, or somebody telling me that I'm not, I'm not for that, you know, it's not the way you should go. I'm actually even, it's a, it's a good thing for me. One of the things I loved about the sport actually is that need to be aware of the feel of the water, the environment you're in, the boat and the people around you. So you have to be really present. It's not just effort at all. It's effort in that wider context. Otherwise the effort is probably wasted and might be slowing you down. And I was driving in the car with my girlfriend and we were talking about, um, we've been going out for a short time now and we've been obviously talking about our past and so forth. And, and she was asking me about the farm and I was saying, in fact, we were driving in the, we were driving the, in the Berg and we, we saw these Lucerne bales on, the, uh, on the side. And I said to her, that reminds me, um, my dad, whenever I used to come back from school on holidays, weekends, I would, my dad would say to me, right, off you go, take the bucky, you and a few guys, and go load those belts. And we would load, I mean, thousands of these things over over the weekend or over the holiday. And and I'm looking back now and I'm thinking, without even me knowing or my dad realizing, those kind of things built the physical strength inside of me. Because remember those days, Alex, there, there were no gym. No. Uh, you know, gym was far and few between. You know, you. Uh, I only started really gymming, I want to say like three or four years into my professional career. Um, those those initial years, it, it wasn't a big thing. So, again, I'm very fortunate to have had that experience on the farm um, with a father that doesn't take no shit. <laughs> he just said to me, off you go, boy. Uh, by evening, those things must be done and you go. Yeah. So, 
I mean, I love the farm. And again, I count myself very, very fortunate to have had that life, that experience. So climbing up to, to, to 3,000 where we leveled off. And um, then Trevor sat back and he said, okay, let's just assess what we've what we've, what we've got here. We know we've, know we've had an engine um, failure, we, a severe damage as we thought it was in terms of the Boeing uh, pylons. And then we looked at, there was a fuel leak. The fuel was rapidly draining out of that wing and that would explain the, the change in trim the whole time. Yeah. So we did the fuel leak checklist, which didn't help because the valve that does all the, the shutting off of, of fuel was, um, as you can see from that picture, that's the, the engine strut and um, where it actually broke off. All the valves and the check valves, etc., were lying in the bush with the engine. They couldn't, they couldn't help us. But I was crystal clear that none of it would have been possible if I just sat at home and written my speeches. And I'm, I'm a speech coach. I help people. I know all about what goes into a great presentation. So if I'd let my ego run the show, I could easily have written my speeches, delivered them, thought they were wonderful and hoped for the best. Mm -hmm. But I knew that this was not a solo journey. And so from early on, my sister Kay is my main mentor. She's an incredible speech coach. So I started working with her in the early in the early rounds. And when we realized that this maybe could go all the way, that's when I started reaching out to the serious champions. And I got the 2005 world champion, Lance Miller, to work with me as my coach. I also, there was uh, the 2013 world champion Prez Vasilev has an amazing course on uh, compelling storytelling. Not a cheap price point when you convert it from dollars and I made the investment. I said, right, I'm paying for that. I'm using his amazing knowledge. And I worked tirelessly on my speeches with my sister and with Lance. But the the big team that, that made up this journey was the hundreds of Toastmasters that I delivered the speeches to. I visited over 40 clubs around the world, sometimes more than once, often doing both speeches at a meeting. And then through a Google form and, you know, people just unmuting, I opened myself up to their feedback. Sure. A lot of it was great. A lot of it was like, oh, this is amazing. You're such a good speaker, which is kind of what you're wanting to nice, hear. Just but not helpful. Yeah. Going. But a lot of it was um, very kind going, I'm wondering about this. Could you do this? And a lot of it was harsh, like okay. really Give difficult. me an example. Give me an example, one that like, makes you sit up at night still. I do hope the person who said it never hears the interviews where I talk about it, or maybe <laughs> they'll learn something. But I, I delivered the speech, and I won't say where, but somewhere in Europe. Yeah. And uh, they were doing open feedback, so someone would unmute and speak. And this gentleman said, he said, you know, when I'm judging a contest with, and he had the, the, the judging ballot, it's a very technical ballot. He said, the first speaker, I give them 50% for everything, regardless of how good they are. And then I judge the following speakers around them. So if everyone's worse, they get 20%. But mm. he said, but you, my dear, I would just stay with 50%. <laughs> oh. Wow. I was in the top 28 speakers in the world at that point. And I was like, mm. what? And it it flattened me for a few days. It's amazing sure. how the brain will, will latch on to negative feedback. But it was also, it made me go, what? I'm just going to have to prove you wrong. Thank you for listening. I'm excited to have you on this journey with us. If you've enjoyed this episode... Please leave a review and remember to subscribe to the show to catch weekly episodes so that you can build your high performance team.